Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome to another episode of White Label American. Thank you all for joining us today. Before we begin, if you haven't subscribed to whitelabelamerican.com, please do. Don't forget to share, you know, share with your friends, your loved ones. If you have a secret family, hey, we don't judge. <laughs> share with them. Share with everybody, you know. Oh, no. Share with even your enemies. When, when, when people hate you, share with them. Even if they watch Fox News, share with them. You know, we need that Fox News loving too. You know, share with everybody. <laughs> And if you truly enjoy this podcast and want more, then join us on Patreon, you know, for as low as $3. You can become a patron. And if you want to do the Jeff Bezos thing, we'll accept $100 million. <laughs> hey, I'm black and I'm bald, you know. That guy loves, he needs black, bald friends. So, you know, he gives up. You know, we don't, we don't say no to $100 million. But we understand if you don't have $100 million to give, we'll accept $20, $30, $50, hey, hey. But $100 million sounds better, so they do the right thing. All right, people? So for this episode, recommendation. Um, yeah, I recommend the memoir from Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor's mm. um, My Beloved World. The first time I read this book was a few years ago, and, you know, she's the first Hispanic justice on the Supreme Court. From the Bronx. Yeah, and from the Bronx. And that's why I, I recommended this book because of today's guest, whose voice you just heard. And when I read this book, uh, the memoir from um, Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor, it was an eye-opener for me because I did not expect to find the Bronx so relatable. And during her, uh, it's about her life, her childhood, up to 1992. And I was like, wow, this woman's life and childhood, it, it was very much like the Nigeria that I knew. How can this be New York? So I recommend you all check it out, you know, if you haven't already. It's a fantastic read. And yeah, I think you enjoyed it. It's not a long book, very, very little. Yeah, it's a short book. Yeah, it's a short book. So check it out. And it's not expensive too. And yeah, so check it out. It's worth your time. So let's dive into today's guest. I am honored to have Ninoska Carolina, a public relations guru, <laughs> certified <laughs> events planner yes. from CUNY. Mm -hmm. She is the founder and executive director of Mott Haven Film Festival. And she is super awesome because she just <laughs> taught me some new things that I'll be using my phone to do very soon. So y'all mm -hmm. be on the lookout because now I've just been upgraded to a super high level. I think now Jeff Bezos is going to know who I am. Maybe Elon Musk. No, not Elon Musk. But if you're going to give me $1 billion, maybe we'll become friends. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I think I can become friends. That guy doesn't have black friends. So, hey, that's he just bought thing. Twitter. So Well, he, maybe he might try to buy me now. I don't know. So I don't know. But that, that might bring that's the old different slavery right there. Oh, but, boy. Hey, we're not, we're not going that far. We're no, going we're not going far. down that route. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome on the show. How are you doing today? Thank you today? for having me. I'm doing great. <laughs> doing great. 
Uh, it's um, allergy season, oh, so yeah. I understand your struggle. Oh, allergies. <laughs> allergies is a problematic relationship that uh, just won't let me be. Yeah, indeed. Just won't let me be. I, I thought wearing masks will end it, but nah, allergies like, you know, you can wear all the masks. You want to double up, triple up. I'm here, <laughs> no, baby. I'm not leaving you. No, I'm we're, not we're here to you. stay. I'm like, God, please. Allergies. I wish there was a vaccine for allergies, man. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll, first. I think I'll take it. Ooh, yeah. I'll, they, they can try it on me. <laughs> I, I, I volunteer for that. I'll, volunteer, I'll, I'll be there. Oh, no. Oh, I'm, no. I'm the guy who just you know, try it on me. <laughs> Pfizer, Moderna, JJ, name it. I'm there. Oh, no. I'm here. <laughs> try it on me. And still pay me on top, too. And then pay me. Yeah. More okay. than $100, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. They should have given um a hundred dollars per vaccine, oh, well, like per dose. Yeah, yeah, per dose. That's that's what I'm talking right? about. Right. So yeah. like some people are, are up to like number four. So yeah, I'm kind of jealous of them though. They uh, <laughs> they should have four hundred dollars. Like that's what I mean. Yeah. Like a hundred dollars per. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be calling me for donuts. I was like, no, nah, I, I don't want that donut team. <laughs> or the Shake Shack. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Shake Shack never got. I, knew, not, not, I never. I never. Did got anyone into get Shake Shack? Shack? I don't even know. I, I, I never. Like one of my friends swears by Shake Shack, and I think he. he, he I'm, that friendship I mean, may have ended because he took me there. He was like, man, you gotta try this Shake Shack. So good and all that. I mean, and he bought it for me. Good, I mean, it was free food, and I said, okay, it was. I, I ain't gonna it say tasted it. better because it was free. <laughs> my face was like, well, you know, mm. well, yeah. I mean, it's they're it's good. It wasn't but bad. It's, I enjoyed yeah. the smoothie. Oh, the, oh, the, the little the, milkshake. It's yeah, really the milkshake. Thick. Yeah, it's really you need like a you legit need a spoon for that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And he was expecting me to be as excited as he was, and I was just like, well, yeah, it's food. And he was you like, ever heard what? of Jimbo's? You not happy? What? I said, no, it's food. Oh man, I can't believe this. So uh, I, he never invited me again. <laughs> I, was like, well, I mean, Five Guys is pretty good in comparison to Shake Shack. Like they're oh like, yeah yeah. Um, in my neighborhood, there's a uh, Jimbo's, and like in Spanish Harlem, like in the Harlem area that mirrors the area I grew up in, the Bronx. Mm -hmm. There's there's this chain called Jimbo's Hamburger. Oh, Jimbo's. Yeah. I've never had that. Yeah, and their burgers are just as good as Shake Shack and cheaper. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so they only accept cash, though. Hey, okay. That, that, <laughs> that, that's a sign that the place is flaming. So, yeah, they, they only don't. Only cash yeah. places. There's some places that, hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are, they are, like, legit. Yeah. All right. Chicken gyros, too. They have a, it's like a nice little... Cafe, like diner type food, I would mm. say. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's some places. If you're ever in that, the Bronx, yeah. Definitely go to a Jimbo's. Jimbo's. All right. Mm -hmm. I got to hit up my boy there. He, yeah. Okay. That's yes. a <laughs> new place for us to hit. So let's dive into your name, your origin story. Let's begin with your name. You got two beautiful names. Yes. Is there a story behind your name and what are the meanings? So, um, my name is Nenoska Carolina. So I go by my first and middle name. Um, so Carolina is a very, uh, in my opinion, a very uh, unique name in the sense of like it's very universal, right? Like mm -hmm. you could go anywhere and people will 
understand Carolina, right? Or Carolina. Yeah, Carol, Carol, right? Carolina is yeah, the restaurant right. I'm used to. Right, yeah, because of North Carolina and South Carolina, right? So and there's a song too that I'm. Oh yeah, yes, yes, um, but in Spanish you say Carolina, yeah. right? So I just make everybody say Carolina, um, but then my first name is Ninoska, and Ninoska is um is a Russian name, Ooh, yeah, um, but it's also Arabic. Like the oh. roots are Arabic and it means um graceful. Wow. Yeah. And so I was not I, expecting <laughs> Arabic. Yeah. And so I um I got the name. Um I always tell people that I got the name off a movie because that's the truth, right? Like there is a, a movie named Ninashka. Um and then in Spanish there is no H in the name. So you just say Ninoska, right? Not to say that there are not Hispanics out there with the name Ninashka, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so uh, my grandma was pregnant and my grandfather saw the movie Ninoska. And when my mom was born, he fell in he was so in love with the character that he wanted to name my mom Ninoska. And so boom, she's Ninoska. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then um and then fast forward to when I was born. Um, since I was the firstborn girl, um, my dad said, name her after you. Instead of like a boy being named after the father, so it's the daughter named after the mother. So I'm technically a junior. So, wow. <laughs> so I literally have her first and second name. So it's Ninoska Carolina. Wow. So there's two of us. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that changes is the last name. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You know, the, the song Carolina that I was thinking of, I don't think it's, it might be, it might be, I think the, the chorus may have been borrowed from, yeah, no, nah, it, it's, I, I knew the song was, I was hearing parts of the song played in my head, the moment I mentioned the song, because I knew that, I, I knew I, I, I was familiar with the song back in my Nigerian days, but I was like, where, where is that, what song is that? I knew it wasn't 100% an American song. But it may have borrowed off an American song. Then I was like, oh, it's this guy, Dr. Alban. So it was a Nigerian who migrated to Sweden. Mm. I think the story goes that he, maybe he went there for, went to study medicine, and somehow ended up in music. It happens. Has, <laughs> ended up with the name Dr. Alban <laughs> to remind people of, hey, I went for medicine. <laughs> My parents sent me for medicine or something. And um, I think it was the guest who was coming to dinner. Mm. So for the movie, yeah, the, the movie. movie yeah. So I think there was a song made for the the soundtrack of that movie. Really? Yeah. Guess who's coming? I will have to, to Dina, Carolina. I think yeah, that's yes. It's coming slowly. I will have to. So, I will have to search for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched the movie, but I don't really remember there being a song for it. I think that's where he got that song from. I think he made, uh, um, what's it called, um. His own version of the song. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. So he, he yeah, because in the yeah, it was early either early nineties or late eighties. I can't remember which, but I knew I was a kid. I was into it. my my teenagers when I started playing that song. I had it on my tape, so I I played it a lot. But it was on one of the European, I think the UK top forties. Oh really? And yeah, he made the UK top for design. Oh, good for to, him. Yeah, we used to get on the radio, so it was guess who's coming to dinner? Carolina. I was like, oh, this guy. 
So, nice. Yeah, but I don't think he made it over to the States, but it was probably in, the Euro, in Europe. I mean, UK. Still. Yeah. That's still an accomplishment. I'm pretty oh, it sure. Was. It was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there is a Calorina in uh, a merengue. And oh. it goes like Carolina, Carolina, something, think, something. Yeah, something. I think I mean, I've heard that one too. Like <laughs> it was like a yeah. big hit in like the early nineties. I mean, and I've of heard... course my mom was like, That's me. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's, uh yeah, that's yeah. I've so got... yeah, so that's the history of my name. <laughs> wow, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean Carolina is also Russian, so I have like two Russian names. Oh, yeah, wow. but that's what I mean by Carolina I... being such a like a universal name. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it translates easily, like Sasha, right? Yeah. Like it, that's another Russian name. So like it like transfers, wow. mm, transfers. It translates easily to many languages without people say, "Wait, what's your name again?" Like mm -hmm. Ninoska. Yeah. People are usually. <laughs> well, Ninoska. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> afraid I, I, to repeat it. I I may have usually gone Russian with that. Without, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think now, nah, but Sasha is one that I've heard everywhere, yeah, without really thinking, oh, where, where is that from? Oh, like Natasha, that's another, Russian yeah, name. Natasha, yeah, mm -hmm. thanks to Marvel. And I think I've known Natasha for a long time, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, that's Russia, but I never put two and two together and say, oh, Sasha is actually. I always thought like that Natasha, um, growing up in New York City was like a. I don't know the if the correct PC term to say black name, um, because I only saw like um, like black girls with Natasha as a name. Oh. Yeah, and then for sure it would be Tasha. So when I found oh. out it was Russian, it was I was like, oh wow, that's like interesting. Like how, like how, like where did that come from? You know. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, see, that, that's why I loved asking yeah. this question. <laughs> yeah. Names. And then you you mentioned uh, Arabic, and I was like, man, I'm, then the number yeah. of names that I found out on this podcast are Arabic, <laughs> and I was like, man, I, that, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, Shakira also means graceful, so that's why I say she's my favorite artist. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I like you, so I'm... <laughs> Because Shakira, I, 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 I used to have beef with Shakira. Oh, did she know that you had beef with her? Well, well. We, <laughs> no, not really. We, we get in there. We get oh, in okay. There. Well, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I, I'm now a man of love. In the past, yeah, I would have kept the beef going. But oh, now, boy. Yeah, I changed. I changed. But uh, it, 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 it was a petty beef because it was tied to soccer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but she's like the soccer queen. Well, you know, we used to be songs. on the we used to we used to support the same team, in you know, and then she went and married a, a player from the the enemy. Oh, uh, no wonder you have beef with her. I completely yeah. understand. Yeah, so I was like, girl, your hips do lie. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, wasn't she? Because he plays for Barcelona, right? Yeah, but she was like a big time uh, Brazilian. Like, wasn't. She's a, she's, a, she's a Real Madrid fan. Yeah. And she went and married, like, not just that he plays for Barcelona, he's a big troll. A Barcelona troll. So I was like, girl, your hips been lying all this time. They were lying. Yeah, oh, no. They were lying. Well, yes, I see how this may have, be, yeah. may have been a, a petty. <laughs> a petty. petty <laughs> he, he's, he's the type who likes to rub it in people's oh, faces. Oh, no. 
And I was like, oh, God, I can't. We, we have to remove you from the playlist. <laughs> Out. <laughs> You're a dime. There's still like two songs, though, but it's just for, I was like, that was pre-marriage, so I keep those songs. Okay, so it's, it's understandable. Yeah, okay. Understandable. <laughs> After that, I'm like, who, who, who that? Who is that? Who's that? What? I, I don't, I never I don't, of her. Never heard of her. <laughs> I mean, I understand. I understand. I mean, I don't think I've ever done that, but like, I do understand what you mean. So, yeah. And then, for, for just for disclosure, I, I was almost married to a Barcelona fan too. Ah, that's where that that's where it really is coming from, right? Like, uh, it's because you guys didn't make it. So well, you're like, forget Barcelona, forget Shakira. See. <laughs> The rules can apply because I never went that far, so you know. Oh boy! There you go. <laughs> I still belong to the streets. Oh boy! So yeah. <laughs> nah, she can. I, 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 I'm not that serious about it. <laughs> well, we're still good friends, but with myself, my Barcelona ex, and yeah, we laugh about that to to, to the end of the world. She, she's like. Oh, here we go. I'm like, girl, whatever. I'm just happy when you guys lose. That's all. <laughs> it's an extra uh, set of happiness. Oh, yeah. So um, you've already mentioned parts of this answer, but mm -hmm. you know, just for full disclosure, can you introduce the audience to your place of birth? And what? Um, yeah, growing up, where you grew up and what your childhood was like? Yeah. So I was actually born in Red Hook, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn's in the house. Um, and so once I turned one, mm -hmm. turned this way. Yeah. So once I turned one, I um, my mom moved to the Bronx. So I've been in the Bronx ever since. Um, there have been moments where I've lived outside of the Bronx, like in Chicago, Jersey, right? But um, but I always return. Even if it's for the day, like I'm still, I'm still there, right? Um, and so growing up in the early '80s in the Bronx, right, we were still trying to get over that whole Bronx is burning situation, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the good things about my mom is that she never really um, let that define us. So we were always home, my sister and I. We were always home, um, playing watching TV, whatever you do as a kid, right? Yeah. And um, and we, and that was it. And then the 90s came along, and that's when I was a little bit older. And that's when I really started, like, understanding, like, the world around me, right? And so um, you don't know you're poor, right, until you're out of that situation. Mm. And, um, and so when I hear things and stories about how people were poor and they couldn't make ends meet and stuff like that, like uh, my sister and I, we were fortunate to have a mom where she wouldn't let us know otherwise. And so, of course, when looking back, you say, oh, man, I really miss that snack of like maple syrup with toasted bread. Right. <laughs> but not realizing that that was literally the only thing we had to eat and my yeah. mom would disguise it as hey I have a snack for you girls you uh -huh. know and so you think of you know things of like that and that's when you're like oh man like we were poor but you don't know it at the time so <laughs> or like crackers with butter oh, man. you know and so so yeah so I grew up in 
what they call what they consider the projects, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and again, you don't know any better because that's all you're exposed to. My entire family was living in the project, so it doesn't matter if we were traveling to Brooklyn on the train or far away, um, somewhere in Queens, you know we were always going from one set of projects to another set of projects. So it's not like I grew up with someone like living in the house. Right. And so that was, that was the, uh, the structure that I had when we were growing up. Like it was, you know, we would take the A train (laughs) right to far Rockaway to visit grandma and then catch the A train coming back, which was like a two hour trip um, from, you know, far Rockaway to the Bronx. And, and there you go. And that was, that was, how I was raised. So I don't, I don't know what else to add to that. (laughs) Spent a lot of time on the train. (laughs) Yeah. Like a true New Yorker. (laughs) Definitely. My mom would even say like um, when she was pregnant, cause so she's from Nicaragua and when she and her family first came to the U S right. She came in February and she says that she remembers clear as day when she got off the plane so Nicaragua is a really warm country. Yeah. Like the average is like 85 degrees, right? And so so she goes from like 85, 90 degree weather to the middle smack of winter. <laughs> so she says that as soon as she got off the plane, like all she felt was like that cold um, hitting her face. And she was just like, I want to get back on the plane. Yeah, like she, <laughs> Take she, she me back. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and of course, that never happens. But, um, but in... At the time, the popular place to be was Brooklyn, right? And so growing up, all she heard about was Brooklyn. Mm. And um, so when she came to the U.S., she was not in Brooklyn. She was in Queens, <laughs> right? Yeah. But she made it like a point to herself that if she was to have kids, that they will be born in Brooklyn so, they, so that they can say, oh, they were born in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Okay. But then we weren't raised there. <laughs> we were raised in the Bronx. <laughs> so... I cannot say I was born and raised in the Bronx, but I, I don't see that as a negative thing, no. um, because at the end of the day, that's what makes you a true New Yorker. Yeah, you you know, you're born one in one part of the city, and then you're raised in another part of the city. You go to school in another part of the city. You work at another part of the city, and at the end of the day, the train is what connects everybody. Hey, excellent. Yeah, excellent, beautiful. So, um, yeah, I love when you you talked about the you know the memories of you know, having of missing a snack and mm-hmm. not realizing that it's been you know that our parents shielding us from uh you know shielding us from a like yeah there's nothing else but just that snack and you know, that, mm-hmm. that meal and you know they address dress it up as a snack and, yeah you know and, you know that, that's the times like that too that I grew up and I I didn't know they're selling foods that even when I could afford them <laughs> I still couldn't just say I'm going to buy them except someone's like hey you know do you have this in the house and I'm like oh yeah why don't I have this in the house because I grew up not having it mm-hmm. so I just it doesn't occur to me that I can go buy it on my own so right I grew up without cheese I grew up without stuff like that but it was just normal not to have it in the house yeah. But that was a luxury item for me. And I didn't consider myself poor. 
Right. Right. And then with time, you start realizing, wait, why didn't we ever have... Why didn't we ever have cheese? Yeah. Cheese. Why didn't we have... So, but I always read about them in books. And I'm like, oh, cheesy cheese. Eat all this. Well, it never occurred to me, like, I'm not eating cheese. I'm not eating all this stuff. And well, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's normal. And then I remember visiting one of my wealthier relatives. And she's like, you want to have pizza? I'm like, the food that the ninja turtles eat? Wow. <laughs> wow, it's the, a thing. It's like, human beings <laughs> eat that too? She's like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she had the box of pizza. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, she just came back from London. Maybe that's why she has pizza. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I was like maybe 12, 13. And that was the first time I had pizza in my life. And I was like, oh, this is pizza. Okay. And she gave me a slice. And I was like, yeah. Okay. And that, but to me, it was like, yeah. It, it was it, like very big it deal. Com- it didn't compute in my head. Like, yeah, they, why, don't they, why don't we have access to pizza all the time? No, nah, I mean, now they have multiple access to pizza in Nigeria. Yeah, but right. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, yeah. So when I arrived in the States and... My brother is like, hey, you want to go get pizza? And I'm like, uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I said, why? Like, well, why, why would I go buy pizza? He's like, it's food. He's like, you know, I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. Okay. And I'm walking. I have money in my pocket. I can afford to buy. Like, Let, let's eat pizza today. I'm like, why? Right. Because I'm still not, it doesn't compute in my head. Like, I can afford to buy pizza now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, <sighs> I mean, when um we did not grow up eating fast food right yeah because who has money for that Me too. <laughs> and um but nowadays this is how much things have changed right so growing up um the only time we ate um outside food is what we call it yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> um was if my mom had like a really hard day let's say we went out and now we're home she was not going to cook. So we would go to like the Chinese store and mm-hmm. buy something. And then she would tell us that's the food of the day. Like there's don't ask for anything else. You know, where there's no more food. Right. But, um, but every time we graduated, right. So like, I can remember graduating from sixth grade, right. Primary yeah. school. Um, my treat, like my, our, like the treat was to go to McDonald's. Right. And yeah. then she goes, well, you graduated today as a treat, you know, to celebrate. Yeah. You're you know, you can we're going to go to McDonald's. And that was literally the tradition for many years. So like every time there was a graduation, like when my sister would graduate, mm-hmm. me, whomever, like we would go to McDonald's and celebrate. Nowadays, you have a drive through, you pick the food <laughs> and you go. Right. But back then, I even uh, remember for eighth grade, I graduated and we didn't go to McDonald's and I was so angry because uh, it was like the one thing I was looking forward mm-hmm. to. It's like my accomplishment yeah. equated to going to McDonald's, which was better than home cooked meals <laughs> <laughs> because it was a treat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, we didn't have like, there were, there were limited fast food places uh, back then, but there was something similar to that way on your graduation day, on um, it, whatever achievement, mm-hmm. you know, whatever anyone achieved, there were certain places they took you to or you got yeah. some special fast food meals. We didn't call it fast food then, but it was like, yeah, you got some special meals. And mm-hmm. you, you look forward to stuff like that. And yeah, so yeah, if, <laughs> like even first, uh, first Holy Communion, I was born into a Catholic family. So right on stuff like on days like that, if you didn't like, hey, like you didn't say it out loud, 
But it's like you just expected that, yeah, this was gonna happen, and it didn't happen. Like, yeah, we, we're gonna go eat at home. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean we're eating at home? <laughs> you, you got everybody else food from somewhere, and then I, I might want to go and go eat at home. Uh, that means, right. yeah, there was no money to buy food too. Though you, you, you always fell on the day that there was nobody to go buy right. food. <laughs> yeah, the struggles. <laughs> And, and, you know, and as a kid, you're so angry yeah. because that's what you're you're looking uh, forward to. But, you know, as the oh, adult, it's like, oh, man, we don't have enough. Oh, uh, man. Now, now I understand. But. Yeah, now you understand. But back then, you didn't. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so um, there's one more question I have to ask about your childhood. Yeah. What do you consider your favorite childhood memory? My favorite childhood memory? Oh, boy. Yeah. um i don't know if i have a favorite one but i i do have like two of them that pops into my head oh you could give us both so one of them um i was a little kid i was maybe like seven or eight years old and um the projects that we lived in um we lived on the second floor and i remember going up the steps one day to the second floor and I saw like these little things on the on the stairs right and I remember picking them up and thinking oh these are great um cups for my barbies turns out that they were like crack vials Ooh. but they came in different colors yikes so that like shows the innocence right of yep. the child where you're um <laughs> You, you you see something, you're like, oh, man, this is great for my doll for whatever reason, right? So mm-hmm. for me, it was cups for my dolls, right? And um, and then, of course, my mom sees it, like, once it's in the house and she's, like, freaking out because she knows what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, where did you get this? And I'm like, oh, the stairs. Like, duh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's like... You know, what are you using them for? I'm like, oh, they're cups for my dolls. You know, and I'm like showing it to her. So like I remember like doing this, right? The other memory that I have is um when I was in um sixth grade, I was I had the privilege of speaking in graduation because I was the captain of the uh school safety squad. And I remember um writing out my my speech and like addressing the uh the audience and that was like my first um time like speaking in public but i wasn't nervous i was so excited (laughs) to be able to speak to uh to the audience and my mom was like super thrilled that i was up there like speaking and i was i wasn't saying much it was just more like um the the kids came out with like the flags the school flag and stuff and i would say like Turn, turn left, about face, you know, something like that. And then thank you, you know, the principal, blah, blah, blah. You know, like those very generic speeches. But I just remember like doing it and being at the podium and just saying like, oh, my God, this is like some real big deal stuff. But I'm 12 <laughs> at the same time. So, it you know, it didn't compute like how important that was until like afterwards, you know. And I want to say that I guess that's, um, when things kind of like changed for me, like per like personality wise, because I was really shy, mm-hmm. and being part of the school squad, um, not only put me in the leadership position because I was a captain of it, right? Yeah. Um, but then it also like made me um interact with people 
mm-hmm. which before it wasn't really happening. Like I was personable. Like I was able to talk to people. Of course, I wouldn't like shut down, but I was really shy. Like I want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then being in, in that um, is grateful that some teachers like saw the potential. So I, I wonder if that's still around. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, I love asking that question. And shout out to the teachers who saw yeah. the potential because, yeah, the People who've had stories of teachers trying to shut them down, and I've had encounters with teachers who literally, like, yeah, that's one reason why I don't like taking maths classes <laughs> and science classes to this day, because most oh, of the no. teachers that I had were just, you got the answer wrong, pow, you got oh, it. Oh, no, so, that's Yeah, it got, it got to a stage where I was just like, yeah, I'm going to come to this class and I'll fail. I knew I was going to fail, so why bother? Oh, that's you sad because so, my favorite subject was science and math. Yeah, I was <laughs> just like, yeah. I wasn't, I just ruled myself out as not being intelligent. And, oh, but no. I loved uh, English. I loved English. I loved um, literature. And then with time. We're like total opposites. Like, I hated English literature. Like, I hated all of that. Like, you could sit me down in a biology class. Yeah. I'm like the a student <laughs> math like even in college i went all the way up to like calculus yeah like, i, 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 I so tried fun. to avoid i tried to avoid all that until i got to college and you I had was, no choice I, I was having like panic almost having panic attacks oh and, no and that's horrible and luckily one of um, my previous guests on the podcast uh, that's how we became friends in college she she was from she's from china and She's, we happen to sit down next to each other in class and she was like, unlike this, this professor teaches, we've, she, we, I've done all this in, in high school, in junior school in, mm-hmm. in, back in China. Now, she just happened to blot it out loud, like, but not loud. Yes, that he like, could hear, but right. I could hear and I was like, oh, girl, let me sit, let me sit down next to you again. I'm really going to sit yeah, down next to you now. You, yeah. You, you know what? I'm, you, you, you we're going to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> you just going to be friends from that one. You mean this is easy for you? She's like, oh, yes, way too easy. Oh, really? Please. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be best of friends. Have you had lunch? <laughs> like, a... She's like, no, I'm not hungry. I was like, yeah. You are now. <laughs> Girl, don't worry. Don't worry about that. That's even better. But, yeah, from now on, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I had a really good... Um, I want to say, like, all throughout school, I had really good teachers when it came to math, especially. Um, And then in high school, I don't know if he's passed already because he was uh, quite up there when I was in high school, Mr. Castanis. Castanis. That was in the Castanis. And he was... (laughs) I I don't even know where he was from, but he had an accent, and he would always say, you need to come to class with your meat and potatoes. Like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very Greek math, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he would say, you know, math is the universal language, which I think is true. It's true. And and I used to hit that hearing that as a kid. Yeah, and then he would say, you know, math is everywhere. And his approach to teaching is what really got me to love math even more. Mm. And um. And to this day, you can say whatever you want to say about math, but I mean, math is literally everywhere. So you know how people say like, you know, quadratic equations, for instance, you're not going to use that every day. You don't use that in everyday life. I'm like, actually, yes, you do. <laughs> you use it. You use math all the time. I agree. And so, um, you know, I always tell people like, for instance, if you're catching the train, right? Yeah. So you're in the train. You need to be at, um, you need to be somewhere at four o'clock, right? 
what time do you need to leave your house? Let's say for you to get there at four. That right there is the X factor. Mm. And then in order for you to know at what time you got to leave, right? You need to test it out. So that's where all the equations come in. Yeah. So if it takes you an hour to get to that destination, so you know you have to leave at three. So yeah, so right now we see it very easy. Like, oh, we leave at three, mm -hmm. we get there at four. But the X factor that you don't know that is going to take you 60, 60 minutes is the X that you need to find out. So it could be 45 minutes. It could be 55. You don't know, right? Yes. But the fact is that that's the X factor. And that's why I say math is everywhere. I agree. <laughs> I think when I finally accepted that math was everywhere was when I regained my confidence as an adult and started playing soccer for fun. And I was like, you know what? I'm calculating how I put the ball Yes, you in the start net. seeing the calculations, and right? I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's mathematics. And I was yes. like, why, why couldn't somebody teach me as a kid? Like, you know, this was, this was the example. So mm -hmm. that's why when I go to Comic-Con and I, one of my favorite panels is the panels from the public school teachers who oh, really? come and talk about, you know, the struggles they have trying to use comic books to teach kids because there are some principals who fight against that, mm -hmm. that you must only use textbooks. They're like, no, the kids relate more to comic books because they use yes. that to create uh, problems. And how will you, the kids like, yeah, this is what we'll be doing. This is what we yeah, understand. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah. that is amazing. That is amazing because the kids relate to that. Those teachers are geniuses. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This is, there are so many kids all over the world who this is what they, they just, you know, this is what they need. And they actually bring in math problems from, oh, so Spider-Man goes here and I'm like, wow. And I was, I'm just there. I look like a kid. I'm pretty sure if you were to see my face. Yeah, just, I, I, that sounds so like, intriguing. Oh, much more interesting than yeah, was, X plus Y like, equals yeah, Z. I was like, there's so much you could have. Oh, I was like, yeah, I wish I had somebody like this. Oh, uh, like amazing. Yeah, so. I just love going there, and yeah, in fact, I can anytime if I, if I can support them in any way, I support people like that because I'm like, yeah, I, I, I just wish I don't think kids should go through what I went through because mm -hmm. the more I meet people like that, the more I, and like the, when I started realizing from playing, I was like, yeah, from playing soccer, I know that, yeah, I do maths all the time. Just as far as I'm not thinking of it like the way I look at it in textbooks, but I'm, yeah, I do it all the time. So. As soon as I started thinking, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I no longer. I am, or, yeah, yeah, no, I understand that. Like I that. started I when I when I was in college and I was doing calculus. Um, I remember going, um, not a date. Um, uh, like it was like a whole bunch of us, yeah. like a, a group of us. We went to play pool, you know, pool table. Yeah, yeah, that's another. And one I remember, and I've always played pool like my entire life. Like it's always been a thing I liked, right? Mm -hmm. And then I remember, like after like a semester of calculus i go and you know like end of semester like hang out with some friends we go to a pool hall <laughs> and i'm like hitting the ball and i'm like seeing like the equations like on yeah. like on the table <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god this is insane but yeah it's like physics and 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 math everywhere yeah physics was another one actually it wasn't even a physics class it was just a guy who was teaching us HR, I was stationed in the Middle East then taking a HR class and the professor teaching us HR was actually going for his PhD in physics 
But I guess just out of he needed cash, so we just say was hilarious. So somehow physics will start bleeding into whatever he was teaching, and you just see the passion for physics come out. Yeah. And the day he talked about, I think somebody challenged him, or I don't even know how that topic came up about is it possible for a human to run into a wall? And he was like, it depends on the speed. And the way he brought it, he brought the theory up, and they started debating. And I was like, "There's a different person right here yeah. talking to us." And it's not like he doesn't teach HR properly. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the HR class, but it was a brand new human being that just popped out when he started talking about so physics. Halted, yeah, and it was so good that I wanted to sign up for his physics <laughs> class. And I was like, "This is the same guy who hates <laughs> science." Who was like, "Oh, I can't take science because I'll fail." And I was like, "Wow, yes, wow, okay." Wow. Okay. Right. Yeah, you, you really, yeah, I see why you're going for the PhD. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Because I used to be like, man, you should get a PhD in HR. Yeah, you're so good at this HR. Yeah. Why are you going for physics? That makes sense. But that day I was like, oh, I see why. I see why, I, yeah. I see why. So the sense. light in but, the eye. Yeah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Definitely the so light in the eye. We're going to jump forward a little bit. And before we do, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to find out about some of your influences. I think I already got a few, but <laughs> we're going to find out more. And then um, there's going to be a question about the Bronx, a fun question about the Bronx. But we shall take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll find out about Bronx, more about the Bronx movies and the film festival. All righty. Hi everyone, we've made it two years and who would have thought so? So let's go for that and make it three, make it four, make it five, make it six, who knows? 20. But we can't do this without your support. So join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash white label American P-O-D pod or linktree.com slash white label American. Go there and you'll see our Patreon link and you can join us for as low as $3. We have bonus content, we have bonus materials. There's so much juice over there that we don't release to the public. And yeah, you can contribute in making this podcast better. You can send questions, you can send your ideas. And also there's a lot of new things that are coming. The announcements are made on Patreon first because we have to, you know, take care of people who help make this podcast possible so you can be the one to make this podcast what you want it to be come join us on patreon and make it what you like to see join us make it fantastic keep the five stars coming in keep the love coming in thank you for the privilege of your company okay welcome back people thank you for staying with us welcome welcome (laughs) so Ninoska, since you live in the Bronx, yes, you've played around other boroughs, you know, moved around. Uh, the Bronx has uh, you, you've been around a lot of diversity, mm-hmm. met a lot of people. Yes. How um, what was your first interaction with immigrants? Because you you also have you come from a family of immigrants, mm-hmm. but what was your first interaction with immigrants from? That weren't from your Nicaraguan... Uh, My Nicaraguan side? Yeah, Nicaraguan side. 
And how has that influenced your life and actions? That's a good question. Um, you know, that's actually, <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to answer that because in the area that I grew up in, we did have a lot of Africans. Um, I went to school with a lot of Africans. I went to school with Dominicans. Um, um, Puerto Ricans are not technically immigrants, right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of Puerto Ricans. So um, I would have to say my real first interaction with someone that I did not grow up with, right? Aside like from, from the Africans and all the Hispanics, yeah. like Mexicans included, uh, would be when I went to college. Believe it or not, when I went to um, BMCC, <laughs> right, the Birmingham Community BMCC? College, yeah, um, that's that's where my exposure to other immigrants came. Hmm. So like Jamaicans, um, Haitians, you know, um, so like those countries, yeah. and then also of course, um, now you're including people from like Europe, right? Mm -hmm. um, so like. That's when I really got into that melting pot. But um, but then I realized <laughs> that I was around, let's say, for instance, Jamaicans. It's just that they were able to switch off like the Jamaican accent. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, we're around regular people now. Let's yeah. switch it off. And then. But when I was at BMCC, it was like, what are they saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because the, the patois was really was really strong. Mm. And um, so, yeah, so that's when I was really like exposed to like a different type of immigrant. Right. Because I've always been around, you know, Mexicans, yeah. you know, I've met, um, you know, people that cross the border illegally and stuff like that. So like that was like my upbringing. But when they but when they came to like a different kind it was done. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, you in college, you, you, you go through college, um, right from, okay, let, let, right from your beginning, mm -hmm. or even before you arrived on it, theme had already started playing a role in your life. Then you arrive, you know, and you, you start, you know, you're already in a melting pot, mm -hmm. mixing with people. And what was the first movie that stood out to you as a child? <laughs> oh, boy. The first movie that stood out to me as a child, believe it or not, it was Death Wish 3. <laughs> Death Wish 3. Yes, ah, man, I used to watch movie? it all the time. Last time I saw that movie, it's yeah. It was one of the few movies my mom would let us watch. That, that was great. not like that was a um, kid movie. Charles Bronson. Yeah, it, it he has child part one, part two, and part three. Part three was that the one where he, uh, was that the buffalo? The buffalo. I can't remember last time I saw those movies. No, so. So part one is when um, they like kidnap his daughter, right? Oh, that was the original taking. Right, that's the original. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they like kill her, and then he becomes, you know. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, he yeah, becomes his character, and he's like killing everybody, yeah, right? Okay. So then part two is like the girlfriend, I believe. But I part mean, three, he has some. He has some. Damn. He has some, bad luck, right? He got some real bad luck. In but this part movie. three is in the Bronx. Oh. And so 
because it was in the Bronx, my mom would let us watch it. Wasn't there a part four? No, I don't remember if there was a part four. But part three, Death Wish 3, with Mr. Charles Bronson. I, 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 I know we had those movies in Nigeria. Yeah. We had the VHS. <laughs> He, yeah, we had it in VHS too. We will rewind the tape and yeah. watch it all over again. Ring, 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 yeah. Ring, ring, ring. Man, that, that was and a whole skill to rewind up to. Yeah. The, to the part where, man, oh, VHS. But no, VHS. so there was that one. <laughs> that was like a staple. Um, the original Robocop. Oh. Oh man, that I don't know how many times I saw that movie. Man. Original Robocop. Now I never <laughs> I've never watched Robocop two or Robocop three. What? Never. Oh man, I like I, never I, I ever. Seen all of them. All of I will them. I will have to They will show it on state TV, federal TV. Uh no, I oh, never man. saw part two we, we or part three. Oh. Only part one. And then lastly, um, The Warriors, which is like my all time favorite movie. Uh, well, I was going to ask about that one because I, I had the feeling that I was going to fall on that your favorite Bronx movie. Yeah, so it's like it starts off in the Bronx and they're making their way over to Coney Island. I think that is like a beautiful New York City movie um, <laughs> because it, you know, it goes from the Bronx to Manhattan to Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so those are like my top three uh, main movies. Uh, I mean, I did watch other stuff, but those were like the top three. Wait, so Robocop wasn't was Robocop wasn't in the Bronx though? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was I Detroit. believe it was Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But who cares? It's Robocop. Yeah, that was, that, like, yeah, it was it's like the best thing. That that movie was ahead of his time. It really was. It really was. You know, even the part where they make a human into a robot, <laughs> a robot. <laughs> But yeah, um, but you know, yeah, it was really, those were like my three, like my top three films growing up. I wasn't expecting Death Wish, but yeah, Death Wish 3 3 is is a (laughs) must-see. I don't know if they have it on, they should have it on YouTube. It should be, yeah, YouTube, wow, the streaming platforms should have it too. They should have it somewhere. Yeah, it should be somewhere. It's like the movie. That is. The way that guy is to like shoot people too. Yeah. Well. And well, this I one. Think that, those were the days where there's a, everybody always had a stance for when it comes to yeah, shooting. Yeah. But in that one, it was different because, so believe it or not, I watched Death Wish 3 before I watched Death Wish 1 and 2. Oh. Like I didn't, I didn't realize why there was a 3 after the Death Wish. Like, oh, okay. you know? Okay. And, okay, um, that, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, wa- I watched that one first and uh-huh. then I discovered the other two. Oh. And then, like, like later, like yeah. when I was like a teenager, I was like, yeah. "Oh, there's more," <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That, that, that was the opposite for me. I, yeah, so one, two, and three. But that it was not intentional, but it was just how it always happened that whoever brought the VHS always brought the first one, um, and then you automatically saw the. Uh, I ran into it on TV. Well, it well usually they they. Would Send me to bed because I was the youngest person in the house. Oh. But sometimes I would Bummer. like sneak out and and watch. Yeah, be hiding in the corner. Except when it was <laughs> horror movies, they would catch me because it was a horror flick. Um, I either have a nightmare and I'll be screaming. Ah, the guy from the movie is trying to catch me. And that's Dawn how they, of the they, Dead. They would know that I, I, I saw the movie. Oh no, yeah, that's how because they, they'll be like, how, how you know? How you know that character? <laughs> Huh? What? what? Are you, that, I, did that I, say anything? I, I don't know. But why? Why were you, why you screaming about this guy from that movie we we're watching last night? Uh, nothing, mom. No. <laughs> I, did I? 
Yeah. All night, you kept screaming I, about that guy. I, I, I think I heard it <laughs> when I was sleeping. <laughs> well, why, why is he chasing your dreams? Um, why, why is Freddy in your dreams? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. It's a lot that, of good that, movies growing yeah. up. <laughs> that's, that, no, that's why I don't watch horror movies today, except the zombie flicks and... Uh, yeah. Zombie and... Um, you know which one really creeped me out? That it literally gave me like an anxiety attack? Which one? Um, in the movie theater, um, uh, Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning are in it. Um, oh, the ah, what's the name of that movie? That one literally gave me the, like a anxiety attack. The Dracula movie? No, 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 not vampire. No, no, no. It's um, I can't, I can't remember the name of it. But it's Dakota Fanning, the girl from. Wait, what movie? Is she Tom Cruise and. Yeah, so it's Tom Cruise, and it's like with aliens. It's not with vampires. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <sighs> I can't remember. So it's supposed to be more like a sci-fi type of movie, but it for some but reason it's pre an old old. Movie? It's not old. It's like early two thousands. Oh, that, yeah. Um, dang. I Where's know, Google when you like need it? The the the. Uh, is that yeah? So it's the Coda Fanny. Well. War of the Worlds? Yes. War yeah. of the Worlds. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm a Tom Cruise guy. So. Yes. Yeah, although that, that was quite different from the book. Yes. Oh, there's a book. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, well, the people... Actually, the, I did know people that. People read the book were, were quite mad. I don't know. I know some of them were... I'm like, the book's not the same. It's and never the, the same. It's never going to be the same. Quit being mad about that. <laughs> you know, you know, act up. It's never yeah. the same. That's for sure. Yeah. So, it's never the same. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, Robo Robocop though. That's uh yeah, Robocop's huge. It was huge. I, I didn't mind the 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 remake though, but the oh, re nah. the, the moment so. they made it a, a PG thirteen, I, I knew it was not that bad. Oh, it was a PG uh yeah. it was a waste of money yeah, and like, time. Uh I I think the I, I don't know, that they, they they should have made up their mind and stuck to one thing. I don't know. That's how that's what I say about the movie. They introduced too much. Yes, yes. But and then, and then, how is he a robot if all he has is a spine? Hey, hey, you, that, let's not open that portal. We'll, yeah, well, we'll, we'll have to do a separate episode yeah. on that. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, so, um, you've seen. Lots of movies. I believe more movies than even myself. Cause I, 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 yeah, I haven't been watching too many movies lately. I've been more in, on the series side of things. The series is are good. Yeah, and um, you now decided to go into. You will now evolve into creating a film festival. So why why would you go into creating a um, founding a film festival? Why why did that happen? Why did you take that next step in your journey? of life well growing up right <laughs> my younger sister um she was a big time movie person right um she's the type of person that would watch a movie and then rewind it and start it from the beginning and she'll play it like all day she was mm -hmm. like she would be obsessed with movies right mm -hmm. um and then like for instance like the good son with macaulay culkin yeah. and um Elijah Wood was like one of her favorite movies oh, growing up, right? Yeah, and like, that's a, yeah, that's been a while too. And like Matilda, right? With um, 
uh oh man i can't remember his name um it it well, robert de niro too. comes to mind but it's not it's the other guy that oh that he did um that he did twins with um arnold um he's the short guy rob uh danny dan uh devito danny devito yes yeah. devito yeah so matilda so anywho um so this is how who i grew up with like someone that was obsessed with movies yes Needless to say, she became a filmmaker, wow. <laughs> right? And so back in 2019, we're on a plane headed to L.A. because we're going to see her film screen in an L.A. theater, right? And as exciting as that is, you know, we're just chit-chatting like two sisters would, right? Like two mm -hmm. siblings chit-chatting. And I dead stop her in, her in mid conversation and I say, is there a film festival in the Bronx? That was my question. And she goes, well, I don't think so. I never heard of one. And I said, well, if you don't know and you're in film, like, how would I know? <laughs> right? Yeah. And she, um, so that's like that quick, you know, Bronx attitude, right? And then she goes, well, I never heard of one. And then I said, you know, people should be coming to us. We shouldn't be going to them. Like, people should be coming to the Bronx to oh. watch films. Mm -hmm. And... um. And, you know, she just gives me a nod, just like what you did, <laughs> right? And then sense. she goes, okay, I kid you not. We land. I'm on the line trying to get the car, like the rental. I'm, like, Googling Bronx Film Festivals. Like, there's nothing. Like, nothing at all. And, um, and you know, I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, well, like, why is there nothing? Because my initial plan was to do, like, their marketing, right? Like, my, my background is marketing, branding, advertising. Like, I wanted to, like be part of their team yeah. and say, we need to change your marketing tactics because why is it that Google can find you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right? And so we come back to the Bronx and I'm like, well, maybe nothing comes up because I'm in California, right? There has to be a reason why nothing comes up, right? True. So I got to New York, Googling again, like nothing is coming up and i'm like this is insanity like how is this possible yeah. and then um i'm like you know brooklyn right has a film festival manhattan obviously has a billion of them right there's so many film festivals but there's nothing in the bronx, bronx. impossible like it cannot be we have the bronx tale like come on right yeah. and uh, we have hip-hop we have breakdancing like how can we not have not a film right. festival and um sure enough um I found nothing. Wow. And that's when I said, you know what? We are changing that. And I started the film festival. Wow. So to give credit, right? Um, after I started <laughs> the film festival, I did find two small ones, right? And, you know, got to give them credit for what they're doing because they're doing the same thing I'm doing, right? Yeah. So I will never see them as competition, Right. Okay. So, um, but my influence obviously is like Tribeca Film Festival, right? Like I want to be the yeah. Tribeca Film Festival for the Bronx. Like I want to be the New York um, Latino Film Festival for the Bronx. Like that's who I aspire to be. Like this is the direction that I want to take the film festival. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, because. I, I, yeah, until you, you, you said that, I, I, I think I just always thought, like, yeah, the Bronx. Yeah, you know, all the movies, like I said, Bronx Tale, 
um, you know, break dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just assume, yeah, Bronx got his own. Yeah, they're probably a big film festival also. You know, why, why bother to even look for it? <laughs> and then, wait a minute. There's, no, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah and, whoa. So, that's right. So, someone had, to, someone had to pick up the gauntlet and say, yeah. I, yes. I, I have to get this done. So, yeah, like it has to be done. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no choice. Like it has to be done. So um, now we're also in the age of streaming, mm-hmm. and streaming is huge. So uh, do you think that also helps to have film fest or like how how does the relationship work with streaming platforms in existence? Does it still help to have film festivals when we have so many streaming platforms today? Of course. Of course, because not every so backtracking, right? The uh, film festival caters to independent filmmakers, yeah. right? Those are those are the bread and butter of a film festival, right? So yes, of course, you have like the Tribeca Film Festival, for instance, that they bring in the you know they um they bring in like these big stars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they show like these like big films and then after they show in the um in the film festival that's when it's like released to like the theaters right yeah. obviously we're not there yet <laughs> right but it's definitely a goal um but that's who the film festival caters to to the independent filmmakers to the you and me that literally has a camera most times is your iphone or your phone right and you just are recording right and then your your best friend loves editing so they edit you know, and then the third person is your other best friend and they're the actor in the film. <laughs> and yeah. so it's the skeleton crew is what we call it. Right. Mm. And so that's who the film festival caters to, to the skeleton crew, to the independent filmmakers, to the people that have zero budgets to probably a thousand dollars in budget. Yeah. Right. And they make these masterpieces. Right. And so that's who we cater to. So before they make it to the streaming services, they still need to, you know, rough out their edges, right? Yeah. Because you're not going to see something very independent go on a streaming service, right? They need That's to true. have, like, some sort of following or someone backing them in order to make it to to the streaming services. Like, let's say, for instance, Netflix. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. But that's good. That, uh, that That's why it was important to have you here because, you know, but like myself and some of the audience, we are not familiar with this part of the business. Right. So it's easy for us to just assume that, you know, we have streaming. So why is everybody not just mm-hmm. on streaming? But we also need to understand the importance of having film festivals and what it does for creatives and for the, uh, the yeah. filmmakers. Because if they, let's say, for instance, are nominated for, for best... Uh, director for instance right yeah this person could have been doing so many films and there's that one film that they're nominated right so it's just like a grammy you know grammys are controversial now but if you're a musician and you get nominated for a grammy your core is going to be like oh my god it's a grammy right Mm -hmm. um so you're nominated for Best director, best actor, best cinematography, whichever category, but it's your film. Yes. That kind of like gives you like a boost in your ego. Like, oh my God, like I got nominated for something. 
<laughs> Sometimes you don't have to get nominated for anything. The fact that you were selected, like that your film was selected to be a part of a film festival is a lot. It's like the 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 ignition that they needed, like the little spark that they needed to continue. Mm-hmm. So um so it's not just about being part of a streaming service because anyone you know with like the know-how can do something and put it on YouTube or, you know, do a Patreon or something like that, right? Yes. But at the end of the day, for the people that are, that are trying to, they, let's say, for instance, make it to Hollywood or make it as an independent filmmaker, but in a very big stage, you know, they have to start somewhere. And this and film festivals is where they do. Okay. Awesome. So there's another thing that has been getting a lot of uh, airtime in the media or it's becoming big now mm-hmm. the metaverse <laughs> the metaverse yeah does that have an impact on the film or like on like film festivals like yourself in your opinion to my understanding a metaverse is you know a virtual thing right yeah. so i mean i don't really know enough for me to to say yes or no okay. about metaverse. Like I do know that it's it's a conglomerate of many things. Yeah. But I don't know if a film festival uh will be a part of that in any way unless it's like some sort of collaboration. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm that I just I've I've not really dabbled into it, but as a podcaster there've been few people who ask like, hey, are you how do you plan to go in there? And I'm like, I don't know officially. I know a few podcasters who have said, hey, well, I'm diving in. And I'm like, I don't know. Blessings. Yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> that's the, all you can that's say. That's the best answer. Blessings. Yeah, yeah, blessings. That's it. That's it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Best answer. So um, I need to start wrapping up. And um, I can't thank you enough for coming down here. But before we officially be, uh, wrap up I need to go through a few questions mm-hmm. so you're a Bronx lady yes you have been through all the boroughs <laughs> yes. I don't know if we'll count Staten Island I was I, 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 I visited a few times uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, alright we should love to start in Island yeah we, have to, we, we have, have to we have to oh should we no, we yeah, should. We should. Okay. okay. <laughs> I love you guys starting my one. If you yeah. got especially if you got money for me, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm available for you guys. One of buy, our merchandise t shirts says that and I didn't You know, I love you guys, you know. After I still just gotta throw a little dig at you. you know. <laughs> I got friends there anyway. Including some listeners. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite cuisine <laughs> and where can we get it? <laughs> oh boy my favorite cuisine you gotta betray one borough I can't mm, the, Bronx, the Bronx has everything oh the Bronx okay <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were gonna the Bronx has you know um, the best tacos I don't eat oxtail but I do know of a place um, they have the best pupusas which is a Salvadorian dish um so in, indirectly, you just you just you just <laughs> threw the oxtails under the bus. No, mm. I did not. Mm. I just mm. I mean my my fiance is from Guyana. Breaking news. Breaking news. Dun, he, dun, dun. he um he loves his oxtail. 
it's just not something I would eat. He likes goat too. Hey, I don't I love eat those goat. things. Yeah, I don't, who, who I don't, doesn't? I not, didn't grow up with that, so I don't eat it. Hey, um, you don't you don't need to grow up with goat. You just need to eat it. That's yeah, you all. just need to eat it, right? <laughs> if I prepare good for you, you might fall in love with oh, me. That's the problem. That's why I don't prepare good for people. Too many oh, people no. might fall in love with me. Oh. But they, they don't want to give me all the money. Them. <laughs> I just, you know, just. Um, the best, the best cuisine I would have to say is my mom's. <laughs> that, 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 if I placing a bet on this podcast, that would just be the. Because the she, um, she makes the, she could. I don't know what she is. Love. That's the ingredient. That's, That's the ingredient. Like Can't she go wrong can with make. That ingredient. Um, some arroz con gandules, which is rice and peas. Mm. But when I say peas, I mean like actual peas, not yeah. like beans, because you know, oh, okay. in the Caribbean, yeah. you know, the uh, like Jamaicans and like Guyanese and stuff, you would say rice and peas, but it's beans. I'm talking about like actual. Okay, like we, we have like, black eyed peas right, for ours. Right. Yeah. So it's rice with the green peas, the little green peas, okay, the so actual peas. The, yeah. The green peas. Okay. Um. So it's the yellow rice with the peas, right? Oh. With the green peas. Uh huh. And she. For all I know, she just put some salt in it. Like, I don't know what she puts in it, but it's, like, the best, right? Mm. Um, so she makes the best. And then, of course, the 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 traditional um, pulled pork from Puerto Rico, right? The lechon. Oy. So my awesome. dad taught my mom how to make it. Yeah. But she throws down any Puerto Rican that I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh. so yeah. So I would say her cuisine, because she can make anything taste very delicious. Even the the days when she says, oh, I didn't, you know, it doesn't taste too good. I didn't put enough salt. I'm like, mom, I don't know. It's the onions. I don't know, but it tastes so good. And I'm just like chowing down. They, they always say that. They always say that, right? And then you taste the food and you, you're you licking the plate and you're like, yeah, I, I, mommy, I don't know. It tastes so good. But, um, but since I'm mixed, right? Because, yeah. you know, she is from Nicaragua. Like my favorite um. One of my favorite things from Nicaragua is the uh, the cabbage salad, mm. right? I don't think I've ever had it. Yeah, so it's cabbage okay. with tomatoes, um, some, you know, lemon juice, you know, a little bit of salt. Yeah. And you just put some other sauce on there. I don't know. But um, <laughs> but we usually don't have the sauce. Um, but it, and then that's it. So she puts that with um, sometimes some cucumbers. Okay. Put that with, you know, whatever dish and that's it is done. That's wow. dinner. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. it's there's always that mix, you know. <laughs> right. It sounds simple and sometimes that's as that's simple all you as need. it sounds. The, 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 that's where the flames come from. That's you know? all you need, yeah. Definitely. So everybody who appears on this podcast mm-hmm. is automatically considered a dancer. A dancer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you say you're not a dancer, we stop recording now. We will kick you out. <laughs> so, um, when it comes to music, we say we know you can dance for. We we need you to dance for at least an hour. <laughs> Give us three artists, at least three artists that will keep you dancing for an hour. We need you to dance for an hour. Give us three artists that will keep you dancing for at least an hour. But we don't need you to give us the most popular names. So since you're representing the Bronx, Nicaragua today, you know, you can give us some artists from those areas. But we don't need you to give us the most popular. So you can't just give us J-Lo. Like, hey, 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 hey. come on, stop cheating. So, you know, you can't give no, us no I cheating. would never say J-Lo. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I'll, just, I'll just give an example. I knew you weren't going to do that, but I'm just saying no cheating. So, yeah. 
unfortunately, I don't think it will be anybody from the Bronx. <laughs> hey, so that's where the controversy comes from. All right, yeah, yeah start writing in your letters. Start writing uh, your getting, protests, getting petitions. Right, right, the petitions are getting revoked. No, um, <laughs> so definitely someone that can have me dancing for a full hour would be Selena. Ooh. I grew up with her music. All right. It was really sad when she passed away. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Wouldn't that be considered popular? No, she's Mexican. I mean, I popular. Mean, but that's still popular, though. Wouldn't that be cheating? I mean, I guess. But I mean, I love Selena, too. So, um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll accept we'll, that. We'll I accept love her. her. So someone that is not too popular. Yeah. Oh, man. But I'd like to go discover to recommendations. Discover new... I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I gotta like, cause my music is, my music taste is very vast, that, right? Yeah, and but way. I don't know of any like independent musician. It doesn't have to be. There is this one guy, um, July Quinn. His July music Queen. is pretty good. He's from the Bronx. Okay. I went to one of his shows not too long ago. July Quinn. All right. I don't know if Quinn has two ends, but <laughs> July Quinn. So like the month July and then probably Q U I N. Um, so his music was pretty cool. I did see a a musician, like a band, um, over the weekend, but I didn't catch their name, unfortunately. I just remember it was good, but I didn't catch their name. Um, also from the Bronx. Um wow. anyone representing Nicaragua? So Luis Enrique is Nicaraguan, but he um sings. Which um, Luis Enrique? That, how many Luis Enrique are there? I only know of one. <laughs> the Luis Enrique? Mm-hmm. The guy who can make both men and women fall in love with him when he sings? Yeah, with the ponytail. Oh, no, that's Mark Anthony. Is that Mark oh, Anthony? no, that's Mark Anthony. Oh, yeah, Mark, Mark Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. The, yeah, he's the one who, when he sings, like, if you go watch him in a concert, it's like, uh, it don't matter if you're straight or, uh, uh, or not. Straight. It's like you're just gonna fall in love. That would that would be Mark Anthony or Romeo Santos, yeah, the bachatero. They're dangerous. They're dangerous. Uh, they're like, yeah, no, dumb, Luis dumb, Enrique yeah. does sing. Um, yeah, Luis, Luis Enrique, he's good. Too. He sings salsa. He was really big in the '80s and '90s, and he's like from Nicaragua. Okay, Luis, yeah, but I, I know Luis Enrique too. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I don't, I. I guess that would be it because my I really like cumbia. Cumbia. Yeah. Why does that sound familiar? So like Selena that, sings cumbia. Okay. Cumbia. But she's like Tejano and Cumbia, right? Um, then you have like Los Angeles Azules, which is another cumbia group from mm-hmm. Mexico. Oh. Um Shakira has some cumbia in some of her I Spanish songs. I was waiting songs. for you to say Shakira. I yeah, like, I mean, Shakira's Shakira? my my top. It's like Selena. <laughs> like, Selena and Shakira are, like, my top two. And then, like, everybody else just trickles along, you know? Hmm. So when it comes to music, so when it comes you're, to music you're yeah. outside of the Bronx. Mm-hmm, I am. Mm. But um, but then like there's a very large population in um in the Bronx from um Honduras. Yeah. Right, which is right next right next to Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring them up is because they um um I don't know if you know too much about Garifuna. So oh, it's yeah. like the tribe. I, yeah. I, I actually know somebody from yeah. I have somebody from So me. they dance something called punta, right? Like the like one of the native 
um, dances called uh-huh. Punta. And I used to dance that a lot when I was young. Um, and then Nicaragua oh, has... I that wasn't a good one. No, you're, there's an N in there. Punta. Oh. <laughs> Not the other one. <laughs> oh. That, that, that's why I, I was... My brain was scrambling like, wait a minute. The alarm bells were... Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. no. And then okay. there's... So in Nicaragua, you, you dance the Palomayo. Okay, Palomayo. Which is like the traditional dance. Yeah. And so those two things is what I grew up um, dancing oh, to. Okay. So I guess that would be like unpopular, but popular in those communities. So oh. unpopular like throughout the U.S., let's say, but popular uh-huh. in those communities. Yeah. So in dancing, you are Honduran. Well, no, oh, I know. Got, like, got okay. <laughs> I know how to dance Punta and like Palomayo because it's Central American. Yeah. So like. That's what we dance okay. alongside with cumbia and calypso. So, like, I I remember listening to calypso in English for the first time at BMCC. I didn't know that that was a thing because <laughs> I grew up listening to it in Spanish. Wow, I never because my I never mom listened to calypso in Spanish. Yeah, that's what my mom listens to to like calypso, but it's all in Spanish. Wow, which is like, so yeah, so I'm like a pure like mix of a whole bunch of stuff. So like, li- you know, listening to calypso in Spanish. Yeah. Um, a lot of Spanish music, um, Vicente Fernandez. Like, that's what I grew up listening to. And, like, of course, it was Mark Anthony, but um, I heard of him in Spanish first before he, you know. So there's, like, Juan Gabriel. Like, he wrote all of his songs. And Juan Gabriel is, like, a big-time artist and from Mexico. Mm-hmm. He passed away a few years ago. But, yeah, so, like, that's... So when you say dancing, like, I associate, like, Hispanic music, like Spanish music that I grew up listening to, yeah. to dancing. So like merengue, bachata, cumbia, punta, palomayo, like all of that stuff. Yeah. That yeah. will have me dancing for like an hour plus. But you put me in like in a hip hop place, I'll just stand there. Because I don't, I wouldn't know. It hey, doesn't like register. N- nothing wrong. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, I think I dance more to like... My Afro hip hop, I don't do, I don't call it Afro beats. That's 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 why. Afro beats, oh my god, that's, no. That, that, that's, <laughs> but Afro hip hop, um, what's it called? Um, my piano, um, merengue, bachata. I, I do all that. I yeah, do, I, but I don't really do the steps. But I, I would, I can dance with myself to all that. By yourself, that's all that counts. That yeah, it counts. Yeah, it counts. I, I can dance yeah. with myself because. When I watch couples dancing, doing the dances together, no matter well, how some old of them they are, are like I'm overly like, complicated. Like they're yeah, like I'm showing a, off. And I, I have my namesake, <laughs> who's from Venezuela, who's like my my. He, we, we are brothers. We're both in the navy together. Uh huh. Yeah, he's the shorter version of me. He's way too short. But uh, <laughs> that the only thing he has over me is dancing, and he likes rubbing into my face. He's like, oh, look at look at Rafa who can dance. Oh, oh boy. look at Rafa who can dance. Look at do that. I was like, oh boy, let's get, oh, go. look at him, look at him, look at him, man. He would dance. Everybody would he would take a dance. He said, can you do this? Can you do that in Venezuela? Do this? I was like, get out, get out here, man. Get out, yeah. get out. But yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, yeah, but that's what I grew up. So when I associate dancing, like uh-huh. I associate salsa, merengue. Palomayo, Punta, like I've won like competitions, like dancing those things. Oh wow! So yeah, so that's what oh, you, you're a pro. You're a pro. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't have asked that question. Man. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so um, our mutual friend Sean Hill sent mm-hmm. a question. Oh, but Sean, uh, he's dangerous. I, I know. I know. I know. Good friend of the pod. 
But you had technically answered this question. But, you know, just to give Sean Hill a shout-out again. Oh, yeah, and, he's uh, awesome. He had asked, where would you like to see the Mott Haven Film Festival in five years? So just to do my friend a favor. Um, <laughs> yeah, and a good shout-out again because I love seeing his name. Yeah, he's awesome. He's the friend that I didn't know I needed. Um, where do I see it in five years? Um, definitely closer to becoming a staple, um, such as the other film festivals that are in New York City. So like Tribeca, you know, the other ones, the other big ones. That's where I see it in five years. And I feel like the route that I'm taking is going to get me there. So, um, so of course, like branching out to, you know, Brooklyn, right. And speaking about it, um, going to Queens and speaking about it is really taking me into that direction. So that's definitely where I, where I want to go. And I believe so too. Mm -hmm. And I'll be there to support all the way. Thank you. All right. So final question, what would you like to leave the audience with? Could be from Death Wish 3, could be from... (laughs) Any other favorite movies of yours? Anything. Your freestyle moment. My freestyle moment. Well, yeah. um, July 23rd, which is a Saturday, um, the Mahaven Film Festival will be having its mini film festival. Oh, you're still going to have a plug-in moment. Yes, I am, I am. I am. I right. am. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so some of the favorite films are going to be showing, and one of them happens to be um, my sister's film. Oh, um and so you know she's my favorite filmmaker (laughs) so definitely that not only is it a plug-in plug-in but it's also like you should you know support independent filmmakers because of that someone's brother or sister support independent filmmakers i Mm -hmm. 100 percent agree i shall be introducing um yeah i shall be introducing a couple of filmmakers to you I at the, my last episode for yeah for the month of April was with an independent filmmaker in Boston, Nigerian-born independent filmmaker. So nice. um, I'll definitely be hooking you up with him via email, and I'll also reach out to my buddy who I was telling you of before we began recording. Of course, in California. Yes. So yeah, um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure I know like one or two more uh, people. So yeah. It's a small world, but um, so I guess listeners. So I guess for my freestyle, right, would be um follow your passion, mm. right? Um, you don't know where it's going to take you, and so my passion has always been to be a fighter. Um, you know, I I saw that it was a a problem, and I and I needed to fix it. And I'm not a filmmaker. I don't know anything about. <laughs> camera angles or editing or anything of that sort but here i am you know as the founder and executive director of of a film festival right and so what i did was what many leaders do which is bring people in that are smarter than you so i knew i knew nothing about the business so my first plan of attack if anything right was to bring in people that have been in that industry so i brought in someone that has you know, at the time, over 14 years of film festival experience. I brought in my sister, the filmmaker, you know, and along and along that, like I've been able to bring in other people. So it's not about 
oh, I don't know how to do something. It's about, okay, just because I don't know how to do something, I do have the idea. I do have a strategy in mind. Yeah. It's just how do I execute it? So just bring in those people and yeah. um and make it happen. Bring in those people to make yeah. it happen. Awesome. So where can people find you and, yeah, get in touch? So you can find me at... um. Well, me personally, right? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, um, ninoska.carolina. Um, you can also follow the Mahaven Film Festival on Instagram with the Mahaven Film Festival. Uh, we do have websites. So I have ninoskacarolina.nyc. Um, then you also have uh, mahavenfilmfestival.nyc. And um, yeah, just if you have any questions, just DM us and and we'll answer. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I hope you come back again. Of course. And yeah, as, a, as you continue to grow, I'll be there for events. And yeah, I'll continue to support you on your journey. Yeah. And I hope this will be the first of many more appearances on White Label American Podcast. And read the book. Sonia Mayor has a lot of good stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That, that <laughs> Definitely. Book, I can recommend that book. Yes, yes. I, I read it and it was good. I even saw her at City College when the book first came out and she was like talking about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was That good. was way before she became the Supreme Court. No, she Court. was already the Supreme Court Justice. Oh, yeah. it was after? She it was be- after. Oh, wow. Oh, awesome. Shortly after, not like, yeah. you know, shortly after, yeah. Because she was already on the uh, um. She had already been on 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 the court. Uh, the court system, Supreme yeah. Court. Uh, she had she had already become a Supreme Court justice mm-hmm. uh, for a few years. But that was um, when I became aware of the book. And, yeah, and got it. So I actually got it to rent. I rented it for college. It was for a college course, and I was like, "Oh, this book's good. I'm I'm, I'm keeping it." Yeah, <laughs> that's how good it was. <laughs> no good. Yeah, beautiful. All right. So thank, thank you, you, everyone. Thank Thanks you for, for listening. coming on the show, and everyone listening. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you tune in next week for another episode. And thank you for the privilege of your company. (laughs) That's a wrap. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoyed the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label American. Thank you for your support.